previously on Doisp. Serafina and friends rescued Pip and Nilsa, but not before one of the Stone Cold Reavers rang a bell to wake the dragon of Icepire Peak. But what happened to the Reaver that escaped? Imagine it with me. A man kicks the horse he's riding in the ribs. He don't got spurs, so he figures he's got to make up for it by kicking that steed over and over and over. Can't even hear the beast's protests over the howling winter wind all around him and the echoes of that bell behind him. His name's Elspar, last of the Stone Cold Reavers. At least he is now that he knifed Norath in the back to get this beleaguered horse. Wish I could give you some kind of unique story about his checkered past like I did for the rest of them Reavers, but Elspar's history been played out hundreds of times before. A rich kid who wants to be a richer adult, but without none of the work. He read a few books and got the privilege, thanks mostly to his mama's coin purse, of studying under a bona fide wizard off in a tower somewhere. Before he gets kicked out, he learned a spell or two, sure, but respect and humility? <laughs> well, they ain't things you can learn unless you want to. But I ain't got to tell you that, now do I? Little Elspar might have thought himself smart, but he didn't think of the shame his family would endure telling the neighbors their son failed out of mage school, so they kicked him out too. And he's been sullying himself with worse and worse folk ever since. That's why I put so much effort into finding this dragon. A dragon's horde, even split five ways? Well, now that's some respectable money. But who's he trying to impress? He don't know that in them 30 or 40 years since he got thrown out, his parents squandered their wealth and died near penniless. Or that his arcane teacher moved across an ocean or two and wouldn't remember him more than a horse he was riding. And Elspar especially don't know how colorful he looks in that purple wizard's coat billowing out behind him against all the pure white snow. Elspar was never a good kid, a good wizard, or even a good stone-cold reaver. But in the end, that dragon would say he made a damn good meal. My name's David. I run this game. Been doing it for a bit. I'm joined by whom? I am Marisa, and I'm playing Seraphina Tealeaf. So, do you remember what happened last time? We had a fight with a Stone Cold Reaver. They grabbed the bell and made a bunch of annoying noises. So, this dragon that's on top of the castle that we're hanging out on probably woke up. Yeah. The one that's been terrorizing this this whole region for uh, I think since since we started playing at least and a little bit before that, chase the orcs out of their home, terrorize your cousin. Um, what else has it done? Oh, it made these anchorites of Talos very upset. I guess froze half the mountain of the the gnomes. I'm sure there's a we're missing some things on that list. Oh, and also killed a. Wing Baby's mother, you have heard that its name is Cryovane, I think. Or I guess I think we said uh, Inverna just did the final blow on Barlow after he decided there was no win for him, so he wanted to just cause as much suffering on his way out as he could. He's he's a real jerk, so he rang this bell to wake the dragon. And you have 
the two children with you now. And yeah, what do you do? Um, I have the two children with me, right? Mm-hmm. Recently and, freed Nilsa and Pip. And right now I have me, Shanjan, and Verna, right? Yeah, and the children. It's kind of a, you're in a, like a little crypt under this keep. And maybe there's like a touching reunion, you know, uh, with Pip and Nilsa. They like hug you especially. And uh, maybe Shanjan too. Maybe Inverna even allows them, like, oh, don't like kids, but you two, I guess I'm, I got to get used to. Thanks. And she hugs them back for the first time, probably. And then this, like, uh, maybe the, the reunion is cut short after this, you know, dragon roar kind of shakes the whole foundations of this, this whole castle. Little ice frost things, like, fall down from the ceiling. It, like, snows for a second because of that. Yeah. Do, do you go back upstairs or what, what are you doing? I think that we need to get the kids outside. So I think I might get Nilsa to take her and Pip and tell them to go back the other way they came. Maybe as you start to go upstairs or something, you know, back to the, the exit. Let's see who might know about this. I guess we'll say Pip. He's just like, wait, Feeny behind us though. I heard that guy Barlow and maybe he looks over at Barlow's like dead body on the floor. Well, I heard him say that they have like secret escape tunnel back there. Apparently there's a, one of these coffin things. It's just like a sled that you can slide down on. He's like, maybe all of us can just like get on this, the sled and slide back and we don't have to worry about this dragon at all. And maybe right. Nilsa's the counterpoint and she's like, um, maybe she, Nilsa looks, oh man, I guess not up to you, but you know, over to you. You're probably of a similar height, I guess. But she says, um, well, Seraphine is a hero. The dragon's right there. We probably have to slay it, don't we? And maybe as you're realizing this, just those dragon scars across your rib cage, you feel them just cold, cold to the touch, kind of chilling to your bone. But at the same time, maybe this strange, uh, I guess like a heat, let's really contrast it. <laughs> like uh, you realize your hands on your sword somehow and you're like, oh, when you touch it, the hilt, you can almost feel like uh, it's yearning to get you know, free to get this dragon. You're like, oh, this was blessed by that dragon slayer. I feel like Seraphina would still make sure that the kids go back to the outside of the castle while she, Shanjan, and Inverna go deeper. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I... I just revealed you probably have like a, a minute or two to have the kids show you back over here. Um, I don't know if you remember this. It was last session. You saw like a, like a little bobsled ramp almost that was down here. You're like, oh, yeah, we could just ride this sled down here in a, as an emergency if we need to. Yeah. Okay. Then I guess let's go back up. Sure. So, yeah, you came back up these stairs here. 
these, I guess these orcs are back over here. You told them to kind of guard the, the area just in case. Yeah, I guess Holgar, the older guy that you and Xanth had made friends with a while back, mm-hmm. remember? Yes. And he kind of helped Inverna get to you. Mm-hmm. I think he might step forward and uh, <laughs> with his tusks, just like a, just very solemnly, I guess. Well, little chieftain, the dragon's awoken. Is it time for us to, to finally slay it? Hmm. She recognizes that this is a very precarious situation, especially since she hasn't, you know, been in like a huge battle since that last huge battle. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she, um, so she turns to him and says, there are very few things that I ever want to eliminate from this earth. But unfortunately, when it comes to a beautiful creature like a dragon, we have no choice. We have to slay it. Right, Inverna? Yeah, and she's, she's kind of back here and she just like nods. Just like, a, yeah, this, this beautiful creature has really caused a lot of suffering. Might be a... We here is the only ones who can finally put an end to that. Serafina turns to Shanjan and says, we've been here before, friend. It looks like we're going to have to be here one more time. Then she grabs that dread helmet. She she already like gave that up or is that oh. something she still has? That's a great question. Um, yeah, we can say you have it. Why not? Okay. So then she puts that dread helmet on yeah. and it's like a helmet, like a very strong iron helmet that has like red glowing out of its eye sockets. And she draws out her sword and then they all go marching into the castle. Yeah. And I think Holgar the orc kind of maybe as you're going through this, this door that leads to the the staircase that goes up, you know, but he kind of stops you for a second. And as you're walking there, he kind of quietly to you, mostly that demon that they put inside me. I can still feel it. If we have to, you can use one of them. Thunder spells on me. Might not be the worst time to release it. And Seraphine takes his hand And it's like much bigger than hers. So it's just like a tiny little hand inside of a hand. Mm -hmm. And she grabs it and leans her head forward. And they do like this weird, like little headbutt thing. And she just says, I will sing of your praises forevermore. And then just like, they like kind of tap like heads and then keep moving forward. Mm Mm-hmm. Can't help but notice you're a little uh, low on life. Are you going to take a potion or a healing spell or anything before you get up here on your way? How can I do, do that? I believe you had one regular healing potion left, which was the, the water that that creature gave you. Okay, so I need to drink one of my potions. Um, might be a good idea since I think you're at like 20, 20 something out of 40. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. So nine plus four is 13. 13. 
How lucky. Let me add that for you. Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah. You're at 42 out of 45. So that's basically full health. And I assume, are you going to have the kids stay in this room? Yeah. Did you tell them to wait for you or are they going on the, the sled if you can't make it or what? Yes. Get to the path. Go without me, no matter what happens. If you hear any noises, if you think that anything is wrong, always hold hands and go without me. And they're like, we're, we're not going to go without you. We'll wait. We can all go together. Don't worry about it. And then she would kiss them on their heads and say, yes, we're going to meet at the bottom. And then push them on their way. Mm, yeah, I love that. Push them back downstairs. Cool. Yeah, makes sense to me. So one one last thing as you, before you get to these steps is you see a snook over here. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just staring at this um, staircase, this like spiral sp- staircase that goes up to the where the dragon is. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just like staring at it and just maybe like you can hear him saying something, but it's under his breath. Okay. So Serafina all of a sudden sees Snook as he's like, you know, coming out of his weird trance, I guess. No, he's, he's even still in the trance. He's, I said, he's just staring at the staircase and kind of mumbling under his breath. And maybe as you get closer, you, you realize, Oh, that's not even, the language that you speak. It's some other weird language. Hmm. So then maybe Seraphina comes up to him and just like very like lovingly, like carefully just like rubs his shoulder and then says like, Snook, is everything okay? Hmm. And then she just like starts rubbing his like scales. Yeah. And I think at, when you, when you do that very much like uh i'm sure you don't have any experience with this but when you wake up a sleepy dog that doesn't like that uh isn't expecting it i think snook tries to like bite you at first maybe like does a growl or a hiss or something but like doesn't actually bite you and then kind of shakes out of it and he says like oh snook snook and kind of looks back up at the the staircase entry entrance or whatever and just like uh Snook hears the the king. Snook doesn't want to go up. Maybe just uh yeah, starts mumbling this different language again. And then I think if anything, uh Seraphina will like lean in and listen to see if it's like something that she understands, reaches over and grabs Shanjan and whispers, listen to this. Listen. Snook is saying things. Yeah, and I think maybe he he listens for a second. She's like, oh, no, yeah, I've heard of this. Like, dragons have some kind of effect on kobolds. They, I don't know, they kind of, like, control them. Maybe this dragon's trying to get Snoop. It seems like he's resisting it, I guess, but he's pretty close to him. Maybe he listens for a second. He's like, that sounds, like, draconic. That's, like, the dragon or the language that dragons talk. Hmm. And maybe as you listen to Snook for a second, like doing this weird chant under his breath, you can he- it does sound like a reptilian. It's very like throaty kind of weird language. It's like, could you even make these sounds with your mouth configuration? 
Hmm. Serafina would maybe push Snook back towards the wall and then look at him and say, like, you need to stay here. Don't leave this post. If you leave, there's a possibility that this dragon could take you and we'll never see you again. And then she just kind of like leans in and gives Snook like a little kiss on the forehead and then looks back at Shanjan and, um, and Vernon says, it's time to go. I love that. And Snook just um, is maybe kind of like shaking a little bit and just says like, hurry. And then he kind of tries to fight at first, but then he just starts chanting again, just kind of stays against the wall where you put him, but staring at the staircase. And then I assume you go up, right? Yep. I'm going to go up the staircase. Indeed. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask you a couple of questions. Like, your mind is kind of wandering as you're preparing for this. What kind of memories of this adventure time in Phandalin does your mind wander to? Do you recollect? Hmm. I feel like uh, Serafina's memories would be like, her and Shanjan walking through the fields of their first battle together. Then I feel like she would kind of reminisce on the times that Inverna and she like ran pigs out of the house. <laughs> and also maybe just like I think that all, her mind is going to be like really high functioning on like the the dragon that they saw in the big battle. Yeah. The War of the Silver Marches. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other than that, just like little kind of um, memory blips of, you know, like, oh, the first day that they met Pip and Nilsa and the first day that they went into, you know, a store together. And when they were like, Oh my God, that's my cousin working at the <laughs> bar, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. So kind of like the highlight reel of Feeney's time here. I love that. Yeah. So now you're on the, the top floor here and you can hear like right out here, the uh, dragon noises. And this, this thing here is a, uh, doorway that has been shattered it's like broken open and it's yeah the first thing you notice when you come out of here is just like that awful cold again you know just it hurts to move your joints and things it's like just so cold Mm -hmm. yeah as you kind of come into this room it looks like uh someone has been living here like obviously like you can put two to two to get two and two together to figure out it was um what shira the lady the leader of the stone cold reavers, you know, and then maybe this is the thing you have, uh, or the thought you have right before you, uh, leave this little kind of room here. I guess it's like a bedroom. What are you most scared of happening? Uh, I'm probably most scared of not making sure that the kids actually get out in time. Hmm. So yeah, you, so you've got some options. There's uh you've got three orcs here. One of them, if you 
decide to shock him with a lightning spell or something, he might turn into a boar or just die. Who knows? Um, you've also got Shanjan and Verna. So are you going to step out? Any more preparations you need? Mm. I think we've got all the preparations that we need. Yeah. So yeah, move your token over there. Let's go out to face this dragon. And maybe you hear like the wind howling from beyond this doorway. You can hear the dragon there, you know. Yeah, okay. This is it. All right. Well, the first thing you, you definitely notice is there's a dragon. And so we described this before as um, like this. It's, you know, huge, so like the size of an elephant or so. Um, just chalk white and has these uh, just cold blue eyes that are kind of glowing. And it looks like it has spikes all over it the various areas but as you get closer maybe you realize oh those are just like weird icicles that are just it somehow sharpened these into like weapons themselves oh there's also in this roof the uh some other things i should mention there's a this wall that goes all around it crenellated you know castle wall that's about three feet high so maybe around the same size as you kind of forget how tall you are but i think you're about three feet tall based on how what halfling means there's also these little dots on the map those are little chimneys they're like very small you like you probably couldn't fit in them especially no one else but they're about five feet tall and then these blue lines like below um these like little ice walls looks like they're kind of i mean it's impossible for them to be naturally occurring ice walls but it looks like they have been here for a while mm-hmm. and then like right off the side of this wall is you know the the mountain going way down yeah I think this dragon sees you immediately and just does this terrible roar it sounds like a like a screeching but you know you can just feel the base of it too just your heart definitely skips a beat and you can actually Maybe even more disturbingly, it, you can hear that, oh, it it's talking. It says, uh... Intruders come to my lair, to the lair of Cryovane the Cruel. And I guess we're rolling initiative. Okay. And I think I'm going to just do the same thing I did the other time, and all the orcs are going to go on Holgar's initiative, whatever that is. All right, so that's, that's all of them, I believe. Let's... Yeah, um... Interesting. All of you rolled pretty poor on initiative, but fortunately, Cryovane did the worst. But he gets to do an ice move. Yeah, it just kind of roars. Like, but maybe it lifts its head to the clouds, and it's all like you're basically in like a blizzard. It's you know the there's howling winds everywhere. It's so cold. It's snowy but like sleet you know like this it's so cold it's like burning you know you know icy and in fact you can maybe I don't know how you exactly tell this but this um like a specific kind of rain of hail comes down and they're like sharpened 
like way more than hail usually should be and you can tell oh the dragon's making this happen this is awful so your armor class is what 18 whoa man incredible so you're actually able to dodge all of these like it looks like knives just fell from the sky and there and you look down and maybe some of them like even embed themselves into the ground around you and you realize they're just like ice shards you know like hail that this dragon is you know using as a weapon and then it is the orc's turn so Holgar, Volin and Ronti are their names I think they just kind of get positioned behind you in this room still you're the only one who's actually walked out so far and they're they're ready to help you but I don't know kind of up to you me? Yeah, they're they're waiting for you to go out, and they kind of got your back, I guess. Uh, Shanjan's next. What do you what do you think he's doing? I think he's holding his uh, staff of bird calls. Okay. And it's your turn. They're all behind you, it's ready to support you. What do you do? Sneak into past where those ice holes are. Yeah. Oh, and actually, when you go out here, you do notice that. Um, the floor itself is like icy and kind of slippery too so that could be a problem as well and let's see your speed is 25 so you can go up to five squares if you want to and then um if you want you can do so if you remember to do an action you know like an attack or something or a spell or anything like that it usually takes like an action but your action could be to move uh, closer, or like. But although that's a dragon, so maybe maybe not the best idea to get super close to it. But who knows? Um, or you can cast a spell, or shoot a bow, or or do anything you want. The sky's the limit. Okay, um, I guess I. Feeny goes and hides behind the ice wall and throws a fireball at it. Oh, okay. The fireball necklace? Yeah, why not? One. Just one at a time? Uh, I'm supposed to be able to, like, just take whatever fireballs I want off the necklace. Yeah, exactly. So, let's see. Refreshing my memory on how this works. Yeah, so you can take an action which you have to detach the bead and throw it 60 feet away. And then it causes a third level fireball. Pretty good. Do you know where you want the fireball to go? Just at the dragon in particular? Uh, yeah. Like, it, like near its vicinity, yes. Yeah, so you can probably make it try and get any of these ice walls it's kind of close to, or just, like, which one are you? Okay, well, I guess probably this one. Oh, yeah, okay. Let's see, how much does a fireball do you? Oh, my goodness, what a crazy amount of damage. So... Yeah, it gets to Carvin gets to do a saving throw. Let's see how trying to dodge out of the way. It's a giant dragon, so it's not great at dodging. Alright. They do eight D six of damage. So yeah, you said you wanted to get rid of this ice wall too, right? I thought I was, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. So yeah, that kind of this yeah, explain how this 
explosion kind of happens, and it definitely hurts the dragon and melts this ice wall as well. It's like flash melts it, you know. Okay, so um, basically, uh, Seraphina takes a bead off of her necklace and says, "Like, I would never give away something that I love so much, but when it comes to the safety of our world." I think it's time to let this baby blow. <laughs> and then she just like tosses it in there like like very simply and uh, it hits the top of the ice wall and then it just creates a crack that goes all the way down to the bottom. Mm -hmm. So like you know 16 feet or so of like a big crack of ice. And then it just all kind of just like shatters. Oh yeah. And then you know, just kind of like yeah, trickles it. down as like some sort of like you know ice wall, basically. Yeah, and it's like a big fire explosion that um, gets the dragon like almost right in the face. It is not happy about that. I think a lot of it was like um, the fire itself like was so contained that it just kind of like trickles down and then the little tiny little shards of glass just like shoot out everywhere and maybe shot the dragon in the nose or something oh my gosh yeah yes not only is it singed but now it's got all its scales messed up from this these shards that it itself made right i love that yeah i think that's a great turn for um seraphina there and I think Inverna's next. What do you think you'll have her do? Do I have to move her? Um, yeah, if you'd like to. She can move six squares. Yeah, so she's kind of around this corner. She might be able to hit it with its with her bow or something. Or unless you want to keep moving her, up to you. I can't move her. You said she just moves six squares. Yeah, she can move another six, but remember that means she couldn't. She won't be able to attack this turn. Is the trade off right. for that? Okay, so maybe Inverna grabs her bow. Sure, she's good with that. And like crouches down and aims for the dragon's face. Sure. Do you want to give a roll for that? I think I put that up there. I believe Orc Biter is her bow, right? I think so. Yeah, it is. 13. Well, that's not too great. Oh, she gets two attacks, and she? She might be able to do this a second time. I kind of forget. Let me see this. Yeah, she does. So she can shoot. She can try it again, but this one maybe just. Um, she's a very good aim, right? Like a very good archer. And this dragon just kind of just with its a uh, wing on its back, you know, just kind of as the arrow's coming through, just you know, flips it out of the air like it's nothing. But maybe she'd have a better chance if she tried again. Fourteen. That's not much better at all. So I think that still misses, um, unfortunately. 
And then it's Cryovane's turn. Cryovane the Cruel. So I think it's still like, you know, the smoke is still coming off of its, you know, face after the fireball that you did to it. And it just kind of sneers, shows all of its teeth, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to try to, yeah, actually, yeah, it's going to try to hit you. I was going to say it's going to fly away, but I think I have the option of hitting you on its way up. So let's see. It actually gets three attacks if it's next to you. You have that really good armor, though. Whoa, incredible. <laughs> I think uh, it slashes at you with both of its talons and then even tries to like bite you. But describe how you're either you dodge out of the way or this armor maybe protects you because none of them actually do damage to you. Your armor class is too good. And then I think it flies away. Not away, but it kind of circles up and flies. And actually, as it's maybe lifting off, you get you have the perfect opportunity to kind of like try to attack it. You can get a free attack on it if you want, because it lets its guard down maybe as it's beating its wings, you know, to lift off the air. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to make a free attack? Um, I guess as it's moving, I throw a short bow at its heart. Oh, you, you use your bow? No, yeah, why not? Go, go for it. Oh, yeah, that doesn't end up hitting it. So maybe it like flies away, or up, I should say. Not, <laughs> I shouldn't be saying away, because it's still fighting you. Let's see, actually, how far can I go? Just randomly moving around, I should actually use the rules, huh? So it flies over, kind of like, over the edge of the uh, thing, but it's, you know, flying about. Hmm. At the end, it kind of, like, circles back, and it looks like it's about, it's going to make another run at you folks, and uh, you kind of shoot an arrow off into the distance, and it, um, although Valiant doesn't end up hitting it and then maybe you can even see just the wind picks up like a like almost hurricane force winds coming from the north and i think everyone on the roof which is i think only you and inferno still um have to make a constitution saving throw and this is you kind of like trying to to hold your ground as this strong wind is blowing it at your face Oh, perfect. Oh, not perfect. <laughs> that was a very poor roll. That actually, you both failed that, unfortunately. And, oh, incredible. Okay, not too bad. So it actually did minimum damage to you, which is amazing. So just two damage. And seven damage to Inverna. Importantly, because if you remember, the, uh, the floor is kind of icy. Mm-hmm. It pushes, it like blows you. 10 feet toward the south. And Inverna goes up against this wall. She's kind of like pinned against the wall that she's at right now. But it looks like... And then sees Orc's turn after that. And I think they're definitely coming out at this point. So yeah, I think all three of these are coming out here. And these younger ones can actually go further. These quick Orcs. Um, and I think they have like uh, javelins, you know, like spears. And they're these two younger ones down here kind of get in a position to 
maybe either throw these spears or, you know, be prepared for this dragon to come circling back. And what's Shanjian doing? He's the only one in the room still, I believe. Um, I think Shanjian would probably be maybe praying for Tamora. Oh, okay, yeah. And then following them. Three, four, five, six. Yeah, there you go. So he has that sacred flame. Um, I don't know if it's like actual flame, like a fiery flame, but mm-hmm. it's have a really long range. I forgot what that is. I'm going to look it up real fast. Because he might be able to hit the dragon from where he's at, which would be pretty beneficial, perhaps. It is 60 feet. Are you 60 feet? Whoa, he's like exactly close enough to hit the dragon if you want with the sacred flame. Get him there. Wow, that, that's like exactly like where he needs to be. That's wild. Okay. So, probably gets another saving throw. Let's try to avoid this in the air, which is just wild uh, dexterity. Yeah, strangely enough, this uh, elephant-sized flying creature is not the most dexterous, so it does take this damage. Hmm. Yeah, just a little, you know, white flame kind of briefly lights up, and it, you can, maybe it, like, makes a awful animal sound of, no, like, a, of pain, I mean. Hmm. As Oh, and we, we kind of described them, they kind of look like dice sometimes, like they're shapes or like dice, I think. Right. So, yeah, he, he does, uh, you know, definitely hurts it a little bit. And, Serafina, back to you. Okay, so I think at this point, Serafina would move forward and throw another uh, fireball necklace at him. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're at least a little bit protected from this wall, although it's flying, so it can fly over the wall. <laughs> so we just did that. I think you're six. You need to be sixty feet away too. Yeah, so you can you can just exactly hit it as well. But he's in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's gonna throw a fireball necklace in the air. Yeah, you, you can you can totally do it. The way the magic of the fireball necklace is, you don't even have to aim it or anything. It's always gonna hit no matter what. So, yeah, you want to use another bead of that, right? I do. Cool. Ooh, very nice. So that's a total of, what, 27. Incredible. You're, like, getting this guy down. <laughs> you aren't, yeah, I don't know exactly how much damage you've done, but doing a fireball is it's great. <laughs> now, I think you have ooh, only two beads left. But, yeah, this, guy, this thing, like a grenade goes off in the air, you know, this huge explosion. Mm-hmm. And it maybe like tilt all the way to the side as it's flying and it looks like even angrier and you can tell um, there's some kind of awful blue light kind of starting to glow in its throat kind of and did you want to move or anything you've done an action but oh and you can do a bonus action I guess you can try to uh, inspire somebody as an option hmm. That's who's, kind who's of... up next Inverna yeah Inverna's next inspire that yeah. So let's see. I try to remind myself what your inspiration does. I think it just got like better than it normally is. Yes, it's a, yeah, a D8. She can roll to help her if she needs to. So it's actually her turn. 
So yeah, what do you want Inverna to do? Another arrow attempt? Or two more? Um, to shoot this dragon in the air? Yeah. You want to try it? What else does she have? Nothing? Yeah, I don't know. So then I guess she's just going to have to shoot an arrow in the air again. Yeah, do it. That's what arrows are good at. Um, oh, great. Both these actually hit. Yeah. 11 more damage total those two arrows. So yeah, two of them actually go into its, uh, oh, where to go? Maybe it has its mouth open and it goes into the roof of its mouth or something disgusting, like a an unarmored part. Um, but it looks like it's only more determined to kind of do this attack. And in fact, it's her, It's the creature's turn. Cryovane's turn. Serafina, how do you feel when you get caught up in this icy breath weapon? Just a torrent of like the coldest arctic Hmm. I think it can yeah it's also going to hit a few people probably Hmm. first it's got to get closer yeah I guess it can only really hit you and Holgar are the the only people affected by this what a waste oh and he made his constitution stuff that's pretty good good job Holgar so yeah as I roll this damage tell me uh the uh, experience, like what is how Serafina feel this, like the coldest thing possibly on Earth, like magically cold death, just envelops you. I think that she would grab her side where it's like, you know, the sores on her side are like glowing blue, and would shiver a little bit and like her teeth start shaking and then she would pound her foot on the floor to like stop it all and then look up and just be like his heart may be cold but mine is colder and then like grab maybe her dagger and her rapier and then uh, just hold them down at her side yeah, it's just this this ice goes over you. Mm. And yeah, I don't know if you if you see your life, but it took it took you way down. <laughs> just that one ice yep. thing. Sure and I think it flies over your head and maybe perches back on the roof of this like room thing and just kind of looks over its shoulder just at you and it does the equivalent of like a smile. And uh, it just says, Oh, it won't be long now before you're my new meal. I 
been thinking about these days How I was a little dragon babe It won't be long before you're my last meal I was thinking about the day when you were not my game I heard about you teeny thiny said the dragon to his meal didn't know where you were but I wanted to take a little bite of you he said here I am want a little bite of your meal here I am wanna take a little bit of bite of you your little rear <laughs> amazing it won't be long before I will make you my last meal Thanks for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D Dragon of Icefire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tealeaf and David as the Dungeon Master. You heard Austin as the narrator. Music for this episode was an Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland and Happy Victory by Heatley Bros. If you could please rate, review, and please subscribe to This American Dice at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help us out. Austin will read every five-star review as... Your favorite character from Beauty and the Beast, but only the kitchen characters. Okay. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review as... Oh, think of a funny one to say real fast. Austin will read every five-star review as... Your favorite bell. Thingaling. Okay. (laughs) Hold on, I got one more. That's perfect. This one didn't actually have a bell in here, remember? Oh. That was from the last one. Austin will read every five-star review as... Your favorite mountainside. <laughs> Definitely going with the beauty of the beast one. <laughs>